0: Welcome in A to Z Sports Powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media. We go live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Also get us on Instagram and TikTok. Got to thank our sponsors because they truly do make it happen uh, for our show and for our business. And they help out you guys. Renter's Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area. Simply go to renterswarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for mandu the pulse of fitness one 15 minute workout equals five plus hours in the weight room mandu.com your first workout is absolutely free if you need a new car hit up our friends at wilsoncountyhyundai.com in lebanon wilson county hyundai help them get in the right ride for you and the bone and joint institute boneandjointtn.org the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care so zach uh yesterday kind of kicked off this National Media Titans week because when the Titans beat or when any team beats two of the best teams from their conference in back-to-back weeks, uh the national media will talk about them. And we had we had a question from a viewer yesterday asking why do we care? Why do we care uh if if the national media talks about the Titans or not? Uh and the reason that you should care is because you wanna you why you do care is because you like to see your feelings about your team being validated by the big talking heads on the big networks. But so many times the big networks get it so wrong when talking about the Tennessee Titans and they say these, this blasphemous things about whatever type of conversation about the Tennessee Titans. We think the national media is caught up about Derrick Henry and that conversation of him being the best running back in the NFL but they have not caught up on Ryan Tannehill. They're still viewing Ryan Tannehill as Miami Dolphins' Ryan Tannehill, not what he's done the last two years of being Titans' uh, starting quarterback. So now we go to Stephen A. Smith when on ESPN yesterday morning they were asking, what is the ceiling for the Tennessee Titans? And Stephen A. Smith on ESPN Answer it because of Ryan Tanner.
1: Tennessee Titans are gonna be a difficult out. Wow. Yeah. Y'all re- I mean stop the press and the mean, well, I mean, Michael damn. said they could I mean, go damn. anywhere. I mean he yeah. said what, AFC championship. What, what, what are you in gonna Super say Bowl. next? That, the the, the blue. They going out, all right? They're gonna win a division crown. They might, win a, to they might win a playoff. They might game and then they're going out anyway. Why they, listen? Because let me yeah. tell you why. Because even though Derrick Henry is that dude, make no mistake about it. And I know they got Julio Jones there with A.J. Brown, had a big-time game yesterday. you going to come exactly. back to Ryan. Yep, yep. I'm coming back I to Ryan. Back. To Ryan. Man, taney. I'm, taney. I'm going to go I'm to sleep. We're not asking Ryan to throw a third, fourth, time of game. let you speak? Did let you speak? Let me speak. Go ahead. Here's the deal, Dan Olavsky. Michael Irvin. This is a fight you don't want to get in. Let me tell you why. It's a very simple thing for me. Tell me a matchup in the AFC where they don't have a better quarterback. Tell me a matchup in the AFC where they play one-on-one. Time out. Time out. You give me Ryan Tannehill, I give you Josh Allen. You give me Ryan Tannehill, I give you Lamar Jackson. You give me Ryan Tannehill... Hell, I give you Joe Burrow. Talk to him. You give me you give me Ryan Tannehill. I, right, I mean, him and Derek Carr might be on par. Okay, I, I, I'm just saying. And then, of course, I'm assuming Patrick Mahomes is gonna be up in the mix. All I'm trying to say to you is this: the number three rushing attack. which Tennessee's is the Tennessee gonna Titans, play this on a loop. The, the, listen, the number three Russian attack, which is the Tennessee Titans, and Derek Henry is my brother. I love that brother. Okay, and I love the, the weapons they got, but. I come back to Ryan Tannehill, and what I'm saying to you, Michael Irvin, and what I'm saying to you, Dan Oloski, is that at some point, it's going to come down to Ryan, they're going to save I'm Ryan Tannehill, save him. the day, I'm gonna save you. the day.
0: I'm All right, my brother, Derek Henry, is my brother. All right, Zach, that, uh not the easiest thing to listen to, but whenever you put Stephen A. Smith and Michael Irvin around the same table, it's going to be a lot of yelling. And a lot of people can say that about us. Whenever you put Austin and Zach on, on a video stream, there's going to be a lot of yelling. So, all right. Uh, <laughs> so, Zach, I will let you have the floor on your reaction, your initial reaction to what Stephen A. Said, uh, Smith said there about Ryan Tannehill.
2: Well, it is first take. Everybody's trying to have a take, right? Take this, take that. And the issue is, and it comes down to the overall problem with national media. And I'll tell you, you know, two things that that Stephen A. got wrong. The first thing is he doesn't watch the games. Like, he doesn't watch the Tennessee Titans. He has too much responsibility to watch the NBA, the Knicks, the NFL in general. He doesn't know. He doesn't know the performance of what Ryan Tannehill has been doing over the last several years. And so that is why he is coming the, coming out the way that he is. The other problem that Stephen A. has, and he recognized how good friends he was or whatever the hell he was saying with Derrick Henry.
0: Uh, Derrick Henry doesn't give a damn about Stephen A. Smith. They're
2: they're literally the opposite personalities. Yes. (laughs) Like, that. the fact that he does have Derrick Henry matters, right? Like, it makes quarterbacks better when you have better players around you. And they have the best running back in the NFL. And Ryan Tannehill would tell you this. He has reaped the benefit of Derrick Henry. But here is the one overall point that I would like to make to counter Stephen A. And this is a problem because he doesn't watch the Tennessee Titans. He tried to compare Ryan Tannehill to Derrick Carr. If you look at Derrick Carr's stats, he's got 4,000-yard seasons. He's got a bunch of touchdowns. But the dude can't make the playoffs he cannot get to the tournament so if you want to compare ryan Tannehill has been to an afc championship game you know who hasn't been to an afc championship game his brother lamar jackson who he's trying to sit there and put up against him joe burrow has not stiffed an afc championship here's the issue ryan tannehill does things not only with his arm and and his mind above the shoulders, but Ryan Tannehill is very efficient with his athleticism and running ability. In 2020, he had seven rushing touchdowns. Already this year, through seven games, he has three. That's something that Stephen A. Smith is not watching. And it is, and I, I will say this, it is his fault. It is Stephen A. Smith and all the other yahoos that we're about to talk about. If your job is to talk sports, you have to talk about them intelligently. If you're a beat reporter and your focus is one team, you have to talk about them intelligently. But Stephen A. Smith doesn't watch the Tennessee Titans. Don't talk about them if you don't watch them. Because Ryan Tannehill has been playing at an elite level for several years now since he came to Tennessee. Your yes, Carr has not. Yes, Lamar uh, Jackson has had his difficulties at times. The, uh, Josh Allen just got beat by Ryan Tannehill's lead team to like a week ago. Like all of these, they just beat the brakes off of Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Justin Herbert are, is a nice, sexy story, but they've never been in the playoffs. They've never been in a win or lose and go home situation. Stephen A. Smith has got to watch these games. And the other, the last thing I'll say, Austin, what pisses me off about that clip more than anything, it's Dan Orlovsky's smile and Stephen A. Smith's smile as he's doing a take that he doesn't truly know about. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of about three or four years ago when Lamar Ball was in the news and he's talking about beating Michael Jordan with that dumbass smirk on his face. That was how he was speaking when you have a smirk on your face when you're actually trying to talk intelligently about football or whatever topic you are, it completely
0: discredits you. That is my issue. I mean, I disagree with the smirk thing. I, 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 get, I get what you're saying, but I think you could smile and, and deliver a good take. I, but anyway. I don't think so. Not in the uh,
2: smirk that, that we saw. Okay. All
0: right. Anyway, so the best thing about that video was that Derek uh, Stephen A. Smith rhymed Derek Carr and on par. That was the only good thing that that Stephen A. Smith did because it was a great entertainment value from it. But look, it, it's Derek Carr is not as good as Ryan Tannehill. We know that. We're about to talk about the other quarterbacks that Stephen A. Smith listed, and I see Teron Davenport. Uh, here in the comments uh, from ESPN.com. What's up, TD? Saying, stop, Ryan Tannehill isn't as good as Lamar, but I do think the Titans can win with him. We'll talk about this, and TD, I think I have, I have a take, TD, that I think uh, you can get on board with here in a little bit. But uh, let's go ahead and ask the question, because I always want to get to it. Because let's, uh, let's ask it. Where does Ryan Tannehill stack up among these AFC quarterbacks that Stephen A. Smith listed in order to, Stephen A. Smith listed Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr. In order, that's how Stephen A. listed them. So how does Ryan Tannehill, where does Ryan Tannehill stack up with those quarterbacks he listed? Uh, but real quick, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute. Boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever uh, you get hurt in life, you have to know where to go to who to trust when it comes to your health and your recovery and the bone and joint Institute. They streamline the process, make it easy on you, but they also do fantastic work and they have over a dozen doctors there at their facility that specialize in nearly anything that can go wrong with an injury. So boneandjointtn.org is where to go.
2: Bet MGM code ATOZ Sports. You can win some money. Last night, I finally for once had a good NBA night with some player props getting me over the edge, plus DK Metcalf with the over 58 and a half yards. That 84-yard touchdown. Woo! That, that made my night a lot easier right at the start. Thank you, Bet MGM, for paying me out there. Code ATOZ Sports. Download the app today.
0: All right, so the question here is where does Ryan Tannehill stack up with the other quarterbacks that Stephen A. Smith listed in that video? Those video, uh, The quarterbacks were Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, and Derek Carr. So Mark Jones, in all caps, screams Tannehill's better than Lamar. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, uh, Scott says Tannehill's a better passer than Lamar Jackson. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Brandon doesn't believe in, in, uh, Derek Carr, uh, Dir Dur- uh, says three third Dom would put Tannehill over Lamar Jackson. Um, ricochet races. Tannehill is great when surrounded by the right weapons. Austin said this in the past. So many other people have said that in the past, uh, says he's top five in this conversation, which is so, uh, so
2: let's get two yeah. things out of the way real quick, because I okay. think we can all move past them one and two Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. Josh Allen's playing better than Patrick Mahomes right now, but I think Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback. I think Patrick,
0: Mah- Patrick Mahomes is probably playing the worst of all the quarterbacks listed.
2: Right, but he is a better quarterback. His defense isn't helping him. This is a team sport, guys, right? Like, yeah. you can't yeah. get mad at Ryan Tannehill for having Derrick Henry on his team. You also can't get mad at Patrick Mahomes for having Tyreek Hill. So, right now, Josh Allen is playing better than Patrick Mahomes, but in my opinion, Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback than Josh Allen. We've seen enough of that. Do you agree or disagree?
0: Uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't want to, nobody's going to, you'd be dumb to write off Patrick Mahomes because of how the Chiefs have played in the first seven games of the season.
2: Right, so the conversation is three because Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, that's how I would rank them in my personal opinion based on quarterback, right? That's what we're talking about.
0: So here's how I answer it. I think, because again, the quarterbacks we're talking about, we, we've got uh Allen and Mahomes, right? Then there's Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson, because I think we all agree that Tannehill is better than Derek Carr. That's not the conversation. He's better than Derek Carr. But Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson. Joe Burrow's in year two. He is on fire right now. Jamar Chase, his college buddy, is lighting it up and is, on, is basically going to wrap up the rookie of the year on offense if he just stays healthy. And the Bengals... Uh, Newsflash are number one in the AFC. So can you put Joe Burrow up there yet? I mean, he's just lighting. He threw 400 yards against the Ravens in a game on Sunday that nobody expected really the, the Bengals to win like that. Maybe the Bengals could have beat the Ravens, but not blow them out and run away from them in the second half. Then there's Lamar Jackson, who we've talked about some. He had a great night against the Colts throwing the football. But other than that, a lot. the rushing yards are there. He's dynamic but he's inconsistent accurately down the field. And that has gotten him beat in key moments in the past. So I honestly put Lamar Jackson ahead of Ryan Tannehill and it gets to my overall point is that Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson can all go do it themselves. And we have seen them plenty of times doing it themselves we have not really seen that often or at all. There was yeah, we one... have we
2: not often, but we have in Oakland. That was Ryan Tannehill game. You remember that when Derrick Henry had 103 yards rushing? Yeah, but look at the passing yards and the touchdowns by I, Ryan again. Tannehill.
0: I I'm not anti Ryan Tannehill. I know I, I, think...
2: I, no, I know you just brought up ever, and I just gave you an example okay. that he has he, done it before.
0: There has been one game where Ryan Tannehill has been the Titan starter and Derrick Henry has not been available. It was against the saints in like week 16 of 2019 in a game that literally mattered nothing when it came to playoff predictions or standing. So Derrick Henry sat out, Ryan Tannehill played well enough to win that game and beat a good saints team. But uh, things didn't go his way. Khalif Raymond catch fumble should have been an illegal hit, whatever it might be. And the Titans lost that game. So, I just think and I I've also, been, I'll
2: bring up Buffalo last year. You know, D- Derrick Henry had like under 60 yards in that game. That was a Ryan Tannehill-led
0: team. But Derrick Henry's still there. And what did I say yesterday about the about the Chiefs selling out to stop Derrick Henry? Which you can say that 86 yards on 29 carries is stopping Derrick Henry for three yards a carry and kept him out of the end zone running the football. But what did I say? In the seven play action passes off of Derrick Henry in the first half yesterday. Tannehill went six for six for one nineteen and ran for a touchdown. Derrick Henry is still impacting and helping Ryan Tannehill. But again, uh, I, I agree. I, put,
2: I agree with your point. I just I want to give Tannehill the credit he deserves. Lamar and and uh, the the other quarterback you were referencing Joe Burrow. And Burrow, they have put even this year with Burrow has put their team on their back more leaders. often.
0: Gaudy numbers. And Ryan Tannehill doesn't have gaudy numbers this year. He hasn't thrown a bunch of touchdowns. Now, that's been because of other factors like Julio and A.J. missing games, and he's having Nick Westbrook-Akine to throw to and, and Chester Rogers, right? So there's – but Dom brings up, why is having Henry an indictment on Tannehill? It's not an indictment on Tannehill, but when you're splitting hairs about saying who's a better quarterback than the other, you have to take in the full context because what does Lamar Jackson not have? His like top five running backs because they all got hurt. And so Lamar Jackson doesn't have that. So that I put Tannehill ahead of Joe Burrow right now just because we haven't seen Joe Burrow do this consistently enough. I really like Joe Burrow, and I think he's going to be damn good. But I do think that right now I put Lamar Jackson third and Tannehill fourth just because Lamar Jackson has more weight on his shoulders than Ryan Tannehill. And I, I see this comment too. Uh, Alex is Austin literally arguing that Tannehill can't win a game. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that there is more pressure on Lamar Jackson for the Ravens to win a game. than there is pressure on Ryan Tannehill for the Titans to win a game. That's the only, that's the difference in what I'm saying. I'm splitting hairs here, but that's where I have Ryan Tannehill.
2: I do agree with you. Lamar Jackson is a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. It is very, very close, but, and I think the main argument, and I think here, here's what hurts Ryan Tannehill's case, in my opinion. We talk about athletic ability and ability to make plays. Lamar Jackson is better than Ryan Tannehill. But before, Ryan Tannehill had had the experience of beating Lamar Jackson in Baltimore and going to an AFC championship game. It's where you get at the end of the season that matters, right? Jim Kelly and Dan Marino are known for not winning Super Bowls. That's what it is. What is your resume?
0: Yeah.
2: Brian Tannehill, because we all watched that game. I don't know if Stephen A. Smith did. He probably didn't. God knows Chris Broussard didn't. And <laughs> Nick Wright sure as hell didn't either. They didn't watch the game last year. And what hurts Tana, Tannehill's resume is his lack of execution when in need in the wild card game last year against Baltimore. Yep. Who made the play? Lamar Jackson made the play. Yep on second and seven, rushing for all those yards. He made the play when he was down 10-0, scrambling for 47 yards and a touchdown. Ryan Tannehill had the opportunity to, and unfortunately, Corey Davis was not available for some reason, and the interception that was intended for Khalif Raymond fell into the hands of the opponent, and that sealed the deal. That was Ryan Tannehill not... Excelling his level of play in the time of need. So, so, so to wrap that up, Tannehill had that over Lamar because Lamar had struggled in the playoffs. Lamar snatched that back last year in the playoffs, and I think that gives him the
0: edge, in my opinion. And, and Jarrell brings up what I was about to say. So, Jarrell, Bravo, uh, air clap to you, golf clap to you, Jarrell. What is Ryan Tannehill in the Titans' record uh, uh, versus Patrick Mahomes? Two and one. What's the record against Lamar Jackson? Two and one. Now both those losses were in the playoffs, so that holds that holds weight. But Tannehill did beat Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, and the Titans in, in the uh, in the playoffs for one of those. What is uh, Tannehill and the Titans' record against Josh Allen? Two and zero. Oh the last two years. What is? Tannehill's record against Derek Carr, 1-0. They won out there in Oakland a couple of years ago. And the only loss, the only quarterback that Tannehill has not beaten on this list is Joe Burrow, which was the worst game uh, that they played a year ago. And we know kind of what that is. So, again, Tannehill has been able to beat these other quarterbacks. And I don't, I'm not going to say he's outplayed these other quarterbacks, but Ryan Tannehill has done enough for the Titans to win that game. And I always say this about Ryan Tannehill and the division around the playoffs against the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson might have put up 450 or 500 yards of offense that night, but Ryan Tannehill's dimes to Jonu Smith and Khalif Raymond got the Titans up two touchdowns early in that game that allowed for Henry to bust off for the rest of the game and for the Titans to run away with that, right?
2: And that's the recipe. That's the recipe that we saw on Sunday. That's the recipe that happened in Baltimore. The Titans know the recipe. They've just got to get the ingredients and cook it properly. They have the pieces. And, look, one of the best characteristics of the Mike Vrabel era is more times than not. Now, he's had his – they lost last year. But the best characteristic of a Mike Vrabel-led team is that when times get tough against big-time opponents – The Titans usually show out and win. They find a way to win, whether it's gritty or dominating. They dominated that Ravens game in Baltimore. They dominated the Bills last year. They just dominated the Kansas City Chiefs. That is tough to do when you're talking about that ilk of the AFC. Yeah, That's a great characteristic. Ryan Tannehill, though, has got to put it together this year and you know what the benefit of Patrick Mahomes not playing as well is huge for this AFC. It makes the road easier. You don't have to go into Arrowhead, which is tough to do. We saw that 2 years ago. Going into Arrowhead, the Bills couldn't do it last year and the the, the Titans couldn't do it the year before. That is a hard environment. If you you may have to go to Buffalo, but that's what the Titans I said it weeks ago, Austin. It is realistic at the Titans, have home field advantage and the number one seed in the AFC. And I've said, gone on record, if they do, I think they'll go to the Super Bowl. If they can get the one seed, I think the Tennessee Titans go to the Super Bowl. That is my prediction. It has been for weeks, for the beginning of the season. They they have the makeup. They have the team. They got to get healthy throughout the course of the year, but that's every NFL franchise. This is a big opportunity because you've taken care of your business the last two weeks. Now you got a big game on Sunday against Indy to put a nail in a AFC South coffin, but man, you got to like how they're playing and how Ryan Tannehill is playing.
0: No doubt. And Donald uh, Donald brings up my next take. He says, I like how Zach and Austin got mad at Stephen A's take to only agree with him. We're not agreeing with him because we, we thought that it was ridiculous that uh, Stephen A said, that he is on par with Derek Carr. That yeah. was, the, that was the agreement. Donald, so Donald. Here's the this twist. Hold on, hold on. All right. Let, here's where I'm going to say. Go next because this is my overall feeling. It, it, there's a there's a reason, and it, the Titans' quarterback situation is completely different than any of the uh, these other we, we're talking about. I want to get into that next, but first let me tell you guys. About renters warehouse and renterswarehouse.com. They're the professional landlords in the Nashville area. If you want to get your retirement plan ready, get that long-term equity, start that long-term wealth. Renterswarehouse.com is where to go. They're the professional landlords. So instead of selling your house, you jump into the in the world of rent estate, but you're not the landlord. They're the landlord. You just get the money in your account every month. That's the best thing to do. And it sets you up for a retirement plan with that mailbox money coming in every month. Simply go to renterswarehouse.com.
2: a z Sports, what are you doing this Sunday? Well, come hang out. We're going to be live from Mill Creek's Tap Room. The Titans are playing in Indy. It is an awesome brewery. Come out. We'll be broadcasting live. It's a cool atmosphere. Mill Creek Tap Room. You can Google it and you just go, go right there and enjoy the game. They've got they uh, their burger. I mean, I'm telling you, I have I've eaten a lot of burgers in my day. I think it's the best burger in Nashville. I'm putting Mill Creek's burger. The singular best, the Smashville burger is the best burger in Nashville. Paired with a Mill Creek beer and a Titans win. You don't get much better than that if you're a Titans fan. Come hang out with us this Sunday at Mill Creek Taproom.
0: All right. So here's my overall feeling is that we're talking about Ryan Tannehill and we're trying. And Stephen A. Smith is why we're doing this because Stephen A. Smith, when he was talking about and asked the question, "What's the Titan ceiling?" He was saying that they're going to be bounced in the playoffs. They might win a playoff game. They're going to win the AFC South, but they're going to be bounced because Ryan Tannehill is not as good as Lamar Jackson, uh, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Pat Mahomes, and he's on par with Derek Carr. That was the initial take from Stephen A. Smith. Here's why that doesn't really matter is because when you look at those quarterbacks, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, Joe Burrow, Ryan Tannehill has, I think, the best supporting cast of those quarterbacks. Now, that's saying a lot because the Chiefs have a track team on the outside. We know how good Stephon Diggs is. Cole Beasley is really good as a third, uh, uh, second wide receiver, and they've got a good tight end uh, with Dawson Knox, and there's a bunch of other things. But it's different because... None of those other quarterbacks have a running game like Derrick Henry. Really, Joe Burrow is the one that has the strongest running game with and Joe, Joe Mixon. Mixon out of these guys. And so, they use
2: him. They run Mixon. They right, do Zach Taylor has done a good – I've watched all the Bengals games. Zach Taylor has done a phenomenal job with utilizing – Joe Mixon got the new contract. He's kind of coming into his prime, as they say, as a running back, and they're utilizing him very well. Derrick Henry's an outlier, but you're absolutely right.
0: Because Lamar Jackson, with the injuries to the backfield, I know they've got Le'Veon Bell and some others that are that are running well. Like Tyson is is playing, you know, out of his mind right now compared to what we expected from him. But Lamar Jackson is basically a one man show. Like it, it all revolves around Lamar Jackson. We know Patrick Mahomes is a one man show uh, because of what we watched, and he was the he was the Chiefs' leading rusher against the Titans. Patrick Mahomes was. Josh Allen, because the lack of a consistent running back is a one-man show for the Buffalo Bills, and really Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs. Like I know they put up numbers, but it's not to the level of of Tannehill and Henry or Burrow and Mixon. And so I think why it doesn't matter as much to the conversation of like how far can the Titans go with Ryan Tannehill? It's because they have Derek Henry. It's because they have the potency of the best one-two punch in the NFL. Their one-two punch of quarterback running back is better than everybody else's one-two punch of quarterback running back. And I don't know if you can really disagree with me that there's, because of what the play-action pass does, Ryan Tannehill's downfield accuracy, I'm not even bringing up that he has A.J. Brown and Julio Jones and some other solid weapons on the outside. It's about the quarterback running back the best battery of the NFL is in Nashville, well, and so I, I,
2: the, they have one bit of competition, and that is Dak and Zeke. I'm, because but we're talking about the AFC. I'm, I, you, but you said the NFL. No, no fair, I, I listened to you. Fair, I just, fair. I, I, I'm clarifying. I'm just, I, I, we have to be honest. We can't. There's no bias in here. But Dak and Zeke are up there. I think that is a good battle of better quarterback running back duo because Derrick Henry is better than Zeke. But I think you would. You would say Dak Dax, is better is than and,
0: and Dak is playing uh, at, at an MVP level. So I, I just I bring up can. the
2: point to be truthful,
0: and and, and I, I know Darren Waller is with Derek Carr. I'm leaving out the weapons that you're throwing to because you got to have the quarterback that can get it to the weapons. I'm talking about with the quarterback and the running back, the best duo I think in the league is in Nashville. I don't. I'm not that big of a Zeke guy. I know he's kind of turned it on as of late. But Zeke still has fumbling issues. Where uh, Derek Henry yeah, he has fumbled this fumble.
2: year? That's wrong.
0: He has he has had fumbling issues. Derek Henry has had he's fumbled a couple times. But for the amount of times that he touched the ball, he does not have fumbling issues. And so I think I I really do think when you're talking about the AFC pecking order, the Titans are Super Bowl contenders out of the AFC because of the combination of Tannehill and Henry. It's not just about how Tannehill stacks up against the other quarterbacks in the conference.
2: Oh, they are again, the old issue. And we're about to find out more of this issue is that these damn national analysts don't watch the effing games. It pisses me off more than anything in the world. It's like me trying to host a bachelor show and not watching the actual bachelor. Oh, you know, Jake and Jimmy want to go on a date with Kelsey. That's about all they know. They don't watch the games. They don't watch them in their entirety. And the problem is now when the Titans are actually making waves, it's it's any, it's like anything you've got to be ready for the moment. And these national analysts are not ready for the moment. They're getting caught off guard by the Titans having success and beating the bills and the chiefs in back-to-back weeks. They don't know how to talk about them. Yeah. And it, pisses me off because they get paid millions and millions of dollars to be correct and to be knowledgeable and to be informed and they sound like
0: dumbasses yes like, i mean they just do and we're about to get to it uh great uh, we're about it. to get to it there mark and and Tehran agrees and that's why td needs more uh TV time. TV on the TV needs to happen a lot more often. Yeah, uh, I'd rather, our- you know why? I'd rather have Teron Davenport tell
2: me straight facts, homie, because I know <laughs> he's at the freaking game than Stephen A. Smith watching, you know, MSG, his Knicks, see what they're going to do. Th- that and, and then go on the television the next day and act like a clown. And that's what these Yahoos are doing. And I, I hate it. ESPN and FS1 and all these big networks are setting their guys up for, success, for for failure, non-success, because they don't have the boots on the ground guys talking about the team. God, man, my blood pressure is boiling. I could cook pasta with my blood right now on how much this pisses me off. And we yeah. hadn't even we hadn't even
0: ran the damn clips. Oh, we haven't even gotten to the just the absolute garbage. Oh, Kyle! Oh my God, why why Kyle had to infiltrate this show because Kyle was the guy in my mentions the other night that said that that current health Carson Wentz is better than Ryan Tannehill which was the dumbest thing and which led to me to say that that doodle in Kyle's profile picture has more football acumen than Kyle actually does. If he believes that Carson Wentz is better than Ryan Tannehill and it's not 2017 anymore, bro. That was a long time ago. And you can't even say that Carson Wentz at, at full health is even a realistic possibility because he hasn't he's never full been because he hasn't. And even when he was in 2017, he wasn't full health.
2: Hey, big game on Sunday, Kyle versus Austin Sunday game. That's going to be a big one.
0: Oh, gosh. And (laughs) Scott says, what the hell was he smoking? Uh, Apollo's right. Where's your stress straw, Zach? You really just need the stress straw. Yeah, you can go search for your stress straw. Yeah, I don't know. You lost it, which which makes sense of, uh, you got it? Ah, Don't doubt me. Do not (laughs) doubt me. Thank you. Who's that? Who said that? Who said what? The stress straw. Uh, somebody did. I can't, I can't find it anymore. Uh, Apollo, Apollo Dyson. Apollo, you're getting the love of the show. There you go for bringing up Zach the love the show All right, so let's get to these terrible, terrible, terrible takes on Fox Sports One. Um, and you guys are all gonna have a hell of a time just roasting these guys. Like I just roasted Kyle and propping up his doodle. But anyway, Zach, tell us first about Wilson County Hyundai.
2: And take a break from my stress straw because you know what relaxes me more than anything? Sitting in that Hyundai Palisade. You got the cool air. And if it's wintertime, you got those seats making your buns toasty, driving through wherever you need to go in the 2021 Palisade. Man, relaxation at its best. And it's got third row seats. You can store anything you want to do. It's a superb SUV. Your wife been driving around that minivan for a couple of years. Upgrader this Christmas and this holiday season. Go to wilsoncountyhyundai.com. You can test drive them. They got them on the lot. We were there a couple of weeks ago. They can order them. They can make sure that you have your perfect make and model. And make sure it's a Hyundai from Wilson County Hyundai.
0: All right, don't forget, download the BetMGM app and use our code ATOZsports. You get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 with your first deposit. Take advantage of that. I'm sorry, guys. The Titans are no longer underdogs against the Colts. I think we moved that line yesterday. I truly believe so. I truly believe the tweet and the conversation and the, the the gaining of the tweet moved the Titans from plus one and a half to Titans minus one at BetMGM on the road at Indy. But don't forget, download the app, use that code ATOZ Sports. You get a risk free bet up to $1,000 with your first bet after your first deposit. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years old or must be present in Tennessee. And for gambling problem support, call the Tennessee Redline at 1 800 889 9789. All right, are you ready? Which which one do we want to play first? Which who which big mistake on Fox Sports One do we want to play first? Because we got two new ones, and then we've got the granddaddy of them all from last week.
2: Go go to Nick Wright okay. and his buddy Broussard, who I, I don't even know if he has figured out where Buffalo is yet, but play him because you know you get fanboy on there like uh Nick Wright in his in his basement it looked like his eighth grade basement in, during covid where he had all of his chiefs pennants like he's the biggest chiefs fan going into this week prior to Sunday this is what Nick Wright had to say in predicting how the game would go I, womp, womp. who tends to play his best late and by the time they are most You know, he's usually taking over the game. The Titans are going to be forced to throw the football because it's going to be 31-21. Because they're going to be trailing by more than a score. So this is not about my faith in the Chiefs being able to stop Derrick Henry. It's about my conviction that the Chiefs will score four out of five the first first five times they have the ball. They'll score touchdowns four of those five possessions because the Titans' defense is so bad. (laughs)
0: <laughs> problem is the Chiefs didn't even score four or five points. <laughs> I, I don't know what's worse, uh, the Chiefs defense or Nick Wright looking like he's trying to be a supporting cast member in a Shakespeare play. I, I mean, I don't know. Mixed wh-
2: with the Mafia movie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So He's got uh, a like pinky a, ring on. So yeah. this,
2: man, this man thinks he's a very important person. Yes, <laughs> Anybody who's I mean, got a pinky it, ring, I'll be honest walk away, <laughs> just walk the other direction. Cause he's either, he's a goof or he's a, he's a mafia guy and you don't want to get involved in him.
0: Maybe it's like a modern uh, Shakespeare play with a mafia twist. I don't know that. I mean, I would, I would watch it. Um, I don't know if Nick Wright's going to be on it, but anyway, so look, he was flat out wrong. And to be honest, look, I, if he was wrong about what would happen if the Titans are down by 10 points in the second half, because when the Titans are down by 10 points, in the second half, they don't stop running the football at Derrick Henry. They continue to run the football at Derrick Henry, a.k.a. look at the Seattle game in week two when they were down by, by 14 points and two touchdowns for a lot of that second half, and they ran Derrick Henry to get back into that game. And also, also the last time they beat the Chiefs in Nashville, they were in the same type of situation. So he was wrong there. But I, I can't blame him for thinking, you know, the Chiefs were going to score four times their first five possessions. Hell, I picked the over. I said on the pregame show, I thought it was going to be a shootout, and I picked the Chiefs to win. So whenever you do predictions, you look bad when you're wrong. He was wrong in his philosophy about the Titans, but he just didn't think about how bad the Chiefs' defense would be as well and how turnover prone Mahomes has been so far this year.
2: That's why why I would say to you and Nick Wright, you got to be right. (laughs) Don't be wrong.
0: Nick Wright has a good and bad last name because you can play off of that so much (laughs) make extra money off of his name being Nick Wright and Nick wrong. Like there's just so many good things you can do to make extra money. Let's go shuffle on over to
2: studio J right down (laughs) the road uh, at Fox sports last and let's hear this goofball Shannon sharp. Try to talk about the Tennessee Titans defense.
1: What about defensively? Because remember last year, what was last year? Two years ago, they tried to sign Janavian Clowney, mm-hmm. didn't pan out. They tried to sign Big Beasley, yep. didn't pan out. They couldn't generate pressure. Now you bring in Bud Dupree, script sack. You uh uh, uh Greg Landry, who's doing a great job. Mm-hmm. So now they can pressure him. So yep. the quarterback, you've rented the quarterback. Oh
0: God, I mean Greg Landry. I mean Honor Landry was close in that. I mean, good <laughs> lord, you would have been better calling him Greg Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where his mind went.
2: I think he went to Greg Hardy.
0: How do you go to Greg Hardy? And, and, I don't and so know. People are asking, who is Greg Landry? I'll tell you who Greg Landry is. So Greg Landry was the uh, 11th overall pick in the 1968 NFL draft out of UMass. He was a quarterback for the Lions, the Baltimore Colts. Then he went on and played for the Chicago Blitz the Arizona Wranglers, and then came back to the Chicago Bears, and he was actually a, a coach uh, for the Bears a lot throughout the 80s, um, and then the Lions in the 90s, and also with the Illinois Fighting Illini. So Greg Landry was actually an old NFL quarterback and, and, and coach, and he was currently uh, 74 years old. Uh, born in new hampshire so that's who greg landry is not the guy who has seven and a half sacks uh, for the tennessee titans this year
2: (sighs) i get the look mistakes mistakes happen we're human it's just you can't stack your mistakes and that network is stacking up you got broussard Oh, I Br-
0: yeah, I've got Broussard. Play yeah, a damn this Broussard.
2: Was- this is a this is this is Fox Sports One. We now have three out of I don't know maybe there are twelve analysts that say and claim they could talk about the NFL. Just botch job. Play Broussard figuring out
1: Buffalo and where Taylor Wan plays. Happened on the play? Yes, Josh Allen Smith or Josh Allen slip but it got blown up on the left side because of the pressure of Tennessee. I wonder why. Could it be because ten, uh, Buffalo's Pro Bowl left tackle, Taylor Lewan was injured? If he's there, maybe that doesn't happen, but he's out. So you got a second stringer that Josh Allen's trying to go behind, and you see he got destroyed, Dawkins, whoever that is. All right, so that's the problem. You're not good in the red zone overall.
0: I wonder why it just makes me laugh so hard. Every time he thought he was so on it. He he knew it. He cracked the Da Vinci code and he was just so far from what actually was. I, I honestly think after watching
2: that, that's probably maybe the 15th to 16th time I've watched <laughs> that clip. What becomes more and more entertaining is not him with conviction telling me that Taylor Lewan plays with the Buffalo Bills. It is the fact that he calls Josh Allen Smith, like, and the only, I just think of James Wilk Booth, like, he's calling him by his full name, and it's completely wrong, it's just a botch job, and when you're on national television, you gotta be on it every single day, because the internet never lies, and somebody's gonna get you.
0: and he's gotten got. I think of John Jacob Jingleheimer Smith. That's what I think of when whenever he comes up with Josh Allen Smith, that's what I go to. But anyway, uh, so look, let's. Uh, I mean, we can quickly rank the worst to the uh, least worst. I, I think the Shannon Sharps is the least bad of these three clips because he had a name slip, and obviously, and he I
2: don't thought know- about it. Like he stumbled, his brain didn't work properly for a half a second and yeah, we and, will give and, him grace for that. There's some other things that I can't give him grace for like uh, some of the things that he wears and says, but, uh, but I, I, I agree with you, Austin. That is the least worst.
0: I, I also don't know if he, per- he might personally know Greg Landry. I mean, like they both played in the NFL and Greg Landry was a coach in the NFL for the, now he was a, he was an offensive coach for the bears in the late eighties and for the Lions in the mid-90s. So there's a high possibility that at somewhere along the way that Greg Landry and Shannon Sharp have crossed paths, right? So that's not that. It, it, Jay says he had a brain fart, and that happens a lot uh, you know, when we're on live, whatever. So that's the least bad. I think the second least bad is Nick Wright, just because he was wrong about a prediction. Now, he was just so far off that it just sounds bad, but he was wrong well, his about- his fanboy came out. Yes. And, and that's where, that's where you can't allow that to happen. You can't allow that to happen and then take yourself as seriously as Nick Wright does. Now there are some situations on national media where like Mike Greenberg is a massive Jets fan, but Mike Greenberg doesn't let his Jets fandom affect his ability to give predictions or to say his opinion. Well, you can't because well, he... the
2: Jets suck and he's always complaining. But but, but Mike doing. Greenberg
0: also leans into it, right? And Nick Wright acts so damn serious all the time that he doesn't my, lean into it. My my issue with Nick Wright is nobody knew he
2: was a Chiefs fan until they got to the Super Bowl the first year. Like he he came out of nowhere. I he I just looked, he is from Kansas City, so he's got that going for him. But like I when Nick Wright he jumped on the scene years prior to the Chiefs being good with with Patrick Mahomes, and now all of a sudden he's you know you know Tomahawk right? Like I, I just don't get it. Like I, I just it, that I think also uh, kind of irritates me because it came out of nowhere. Now I don't watch him consistently, but man, he has taken a turn for the worst. He used to be on Houston radio, uh, and he, he's had a good climb to where he is. But you got to be good you, you, and you got to have takes, but they have to be calculated and you can't sound stupid like that, especially when you're talking about your hometown team.
0: Yeah. Now the Chris Broussard is an all-time gaffe. It's just an all-time bad. It's not watching moment. the game. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's, it's not it's, knowing the football team, but more importantly, I remember Austin, you brought it up. That dude was asleep because Taylor Lewan was on a stretcher for at least two and a half minutes like if you watch the game it's like I watch Monday Night Football I, I well I can tell you what happens like last night Geno Smith just could not move the football at the end of the game He had an opportunity to go down and win the game he could not move the football because of the Saints defense and I, now I love watching you know what they should do Bruce should start watching Peyton Manning and Eli Manning and that whole broadcast, maybe you can learn something about football.
0: I just want to clip the. I wonder why. I <laughs> just use that as a drop. <laughs> I might do that. <laughs> just every once in a while, just have the. I wonder why. I wonder why. But it's just so bad. It just the Chris Broussard thing is just so wrong. Such a bad mess up. Uh, and just because he also he messed up about the bills, like it wasn't, he messed up two teams, it wasn't just the Titans that he messed up, he messed up the Buffalo Bills and with the AFC Championship game last year. He was asleep. Oh, gosh. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get to Tuesday sports trivia. We've got a this might be one of our bigger audiences we've ever had for sports trivia, so we would love to have all of you guys help us. We've got 10 NFL questions from 2000 to 2009, and so we're going to go through this we got 10 questions of sports trivia. We've got two rules, right? One, no Googling. Two, no texting or phoning a friend. If you have a friend next to you at at, at the office or at work, or whatever, you can absolutely ask them. So it is time for Tuesday Sports Trivia. But real quick, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, where one 15-minute workout uh, goes by quicker than Sports Trivia. Uh, mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. It's full body electronic muscle stimulation, and it can help you achieve your fitness goals. It's done that for Zach and I. We've put on real functional strength and muscle mass. It targets that hard to to burn body fat. You will get stronger and it's zero pressure on any of those old injuries or bad joints that you got. So mandu.com, your first workout's free. And if you tell them A to Z Sports sent you, they'll take a hundred bucks off of your first month when you sign up. That's mandu.com.
2: Also, this Sunday we'll be live from Mill Creek Tap Room. Come out and hang out with us, drink some beer, have some burgers and fries. It is an unbelievable atmosphere as the Titans take on the Indianapolis Colts. Every away game, we are live from Mill Creek. Every home game, we are at the Mainstay. So get that right, Nick. Right, he won't be there, but you may be there on Sunday. Make sure you come in. It's going to be a great game, big game for the Titans. That is for sure.
0: All right, Tuesday Sports Trivia. Zach, you said that we are doing 10 questions from the from the year 2000 to 2009 in the NFL. No Googling, no phoning or texting a friend. You can use people who you're actually in physical vicinity of. And we obviously have the chat here. So Zach, in four weeks of this new setup, We've gone seven and three, seven and three, seven and three, and seven and three. So, you know, we're, we need to get better than that. Our goal is seventy-five percent for a ten-week stretch. So, we've got some ground to make up. So, let's go ahead and get this thing rolling. All right, because
2: I'm going to have to piece together two quizzes to get ten questions because of some situational things. Now, okay, uh, I, I think we we can do well. Some are we have a couple of softballs, but we have got some really tough ones at the same time. Do you want to start with a softball? Because we absolutely can.
0: Uh, it does not matter to me. You are Who the, was the uh,
2: first overall pick in the 2009 NFL draft? And the funny part about this is one of the selections is Ryan Suckup,
0: which I find hilarious. Which he was the last pick in that draft.
2: Yeah. So Jason Smith, Ryan Suckup. Jake Long or Matthew Stafford? So it's obviously between that last two, Austin. I got a good feeling you can help us with this.
0: Uh, that is the Matthew Stafford draft final A to Z. Uh, there you go. Are
2: we locking it in. Locked Let's final
0: A to Z. Yep, we can
2: lock it in. Next question. Now this is a little bit more difficult, possibly. Who had the most touchdowns in the 2006 NFL season? Was it Ladanian Tomlinson, Priest Holmes, Sean Alexander, or Vince Young? It now, this was, is tough because 2006, like
0: that, that was Ladanian Tomlinson MVP. That was his, that was his, MVP. it was
2: not Sean Alexander's MVP.
0: No, that was a couple years before. It, Ladanian Tomlinson won the MVP in 2006. So we just talked about this last week when we were talking about Derrick Henry because he had 28 touchdowns in that season. Rushing. Okay, you want to lock that in. Final A to Z. Now the the chat was a lot different. The chat was going LT Alexander or Priest Holmes, but it's definitely LT. He won. He won in no 6
2: You're you're positive. Yes. All right. Here's a tough one. In 2003, which team conceded the second lowest amount of points? New England, Tampa Bay, Miami, or the Dallas Cowboys?
0: Oh, wait, wait, say it one more time. I think I misunderstood the question.
2: In the 2003 regular season, which team conceded the second lowest amount of points?
0: And the options are New England.
2: The the Patriots, the Buccaneers, the Dolphins, or the Cowboys.
0: So I'm going to say New England. Second lowest is it weird? Well, let's think about it because that wasn't that was the the Patriots won it two years before that. So that was the second Patriots Super Bowl, correct? And it was the year after the Bucks won the Super Bowl with that defense. So Zach, did the Bucks have the number one defense in the the year after they won the Super Bowl because they still had all those guys, right? Or did they have? um, no, they missed count.
2: the playoffs. They were nine and seven.
0: So I mean, but they do they still have a good defense. The only good
2: memory of that season was they beat the Philadelphia Eagles in the opening game. To uh, they shut down the vet and opened up the link with a loss. They were not very good. So I, I don't I I I don't know if they're in this conversation. What is the chat saying?
0: Uh, the chat's saying Cowboys or uh Patriots.
2: So yeah, I am I'm, I'm I can eliminate the Buccaneers with my okay. knowledge.
0: I don't remember the Dolphins being like a superb defense, but I guess that was like Jason Taylor, Zach Thomas, maybe, but that was late for those guys. For, especially for Zach Thomas. And for like Sam Madison and those dudes, like it was kind of late for them.
2: Where do we want to go?
0: Man, I kind of feel like the Patriots just because I know they had a great defense that helped them win the Super Bowl, the second Super Bowl. All right. So Patriots.
2: Want to lock it in?
0: Yeah, A to Z. All
2: right, next question. Who was the 2004 NFL comeback player of the year? Greg Ellis, Chad Pennington, Drew Brees or John Kitna? My gut is it's Drew Brees, right? Yeah.
0: Is that too early?
2: Yeah, I I don't know.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Because let's remember this: when what was Nick Saban's first year at Alabama? Two
2: thousand
0: six, two thousand seven. Was his first year for a fact? Okay. So he was with the Dolphins for two years, right?
2: A year, and then he left.
0: Ugh. Two seasons with the Dolphins, and he made the decision he wanted Drew Brees, but the Dolphins did not sign on him, med- sign off on him medically, and so they went with Culpepper, and so. It's got to be Drew Brees. I think that's two. I think 2004 is a year early for Drew Brees, because let's think about it. The 2004 draft was Philip Rivers,
2: so it's it's either Drew Brees or Chad Pennington, in my opinion.
0: I think it's not Drew Brees because I think I think Drew Brees played in 04 and got hurt that year.
2: What is the chat saying? This is some help we need. Who was the 2004 NFL comeback player of the year? Greg Ellis, Chad Pennington, Drew Brees, or John Kitna?
0: We're, we're Chad Pennington is where the chat's at.
2: I think it's Chad Pennington. That was the year that the Dolphins went to the I'm playoffs.
0: Well, let's go Chad Pennington. They Chad lost Pennington.
2: to the Ravens. I remember that game. Weird.
0: Chad Pennington, final agency. I just wanted to rule Drew Brees out.
2: The Dolphins were all white that game. Um,
0: <laughs> Chad Pennington. Chad Pennington.
2: All right, so we have answered one, two, three, four, four questions. Yes. Next question. We head to Boston. Super Bowl, uh, let's see, that is 42, was played in February 2008. Following the end of the 2007 NFL regular season, which newspaper notably began Pre-selling the book nineteen and O the historic championship season of New England's unbeatable mm. Patriots week before weeks before the Super Bowl had ever begun. Was it the Boston Globe, the South Boston Tribune, the Boston Herald, or the New York Post?
0: We're getting a lot of Boston Globe answers. I mean, that makes the most
2: sense, but that's a big
0: gaff. That's a big I would. The Globe or the and the Herald are the two things I've heard of.
2: Yeah. The South Boston Tribune, I don't even I like that.
0: But, the, but but it could be a small paper that messed it up, right? But
2: this this sounds like a New York Post gap. It does,
0: doesn't it? But they were playing the Giants. So I don't know if that makes sense for the New York Post to do that when they were playing the Giants.
2: I think that's smart. So Boston Globe?
0: Yeah, I Boston Globe
2: is that what the chat's saying
0: the chat overwhelmingly is Boston Globe
2: you want to lock it in
0: final A to Z this is on the chat
2: all right five question here's question number six in the 2000 NFL season Darren Bennett punted an average of 46.2 yards which team was he playing for the chargers colts vikings or falcons
0: never heard of her
2: <laughs> chat uh. we need you darren bennett averaged 46.2 yards per punt which team did he play for chargers
0: colts vikings or falcons uh We get a lot of chargers, a lot of chargers. Well, that's good. Ronnie says chargers lock it in. I believe in our guy Ronnie finally to Z chargers.
2: Chargers is being locked in. All right. Next question. Well, this is, this is two, two questions. This is back to back. This is going to be test our, our fortitude. Who was the highest-scoring team of the 2000s? The Saints, the Patriots, the Colts, or the Rams? The entire decade? Yes. It's got to be the Colts, right? You would think so. The Saints scored a lot of points in
0: the second half of the 2000s. The Colts scored a lot of points for all years of the 2000s. to be the Colts. The Patriots did not score a bunch of points until later 2000s.
2: I don't know. They scored. Sky be the Colts. It's be the Colts. Po- yeah, I, yeah. I think it is the Colts.
0: Was the chat saying that? The chat's very much Colts heavy. And the Rams were great and then they were bad.
2: You want to lock it in?
0: Final A to Z, Pate Manning, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Dallas Clark. All the Marcus Pollard, Brandon Stokely, all those guys breaking records. Edge.
1: All right.
2: Next up. Who gave up the least points during the 2000s? The Steelers, Ravens, Bears, or Eagles?
0: I gotta think it's I mean the, the, Ravens, the Ravens. The Ravens has gotta be it because of that's the entire era of Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Terrell Suggs, all those dudes. Right? The Steelers also had great defenses. Who were the answer? Who are the options again?
2: The Steelers, Ravens, bears or eagles.
0: Okay. I think it's gotta be the Ravens. I think we need to go with the Baltimore Ravens.
2: Is that what the chat is saying?
0: The chat is definitely between Ravens or Steelers, but I think the Ravens has the most votes.
2: Okay. You want to lock it in?
0: Yeah. I mean, but the bears had some good defenses too. They had like Brian Urlacher with, with uh peanut yes, so sexy Rexy. Um, Lance Briggs. (laughs) Uh, I think, I still think it's Ravens lock in Rob asked what chat am I looking at? Rob, I'm looking at all four chats at the same time. That's what chat I'm looking at. So that's where I'm going to go with. I think we need to go Ravens.
2: All right. Two more questions. Who is the only team to end the decade with a 500 record overall? I mean, Jeff Fisher was with the Titans the entire time. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Titans are not one of the options. Damn That's it! Be a good one. Falcons, Broncos, Jets, or Seahawks.
0: Not the Jets.
2: I kind of want to say the Broncos because they had good years and then they had bad years. Yeah.
0: I kind of feel you on that.
2: Or the Falcons.
0: Dude, they had I'll, Michael
2: Vick. Ooh, they had Michael Vick, and then they didn't. Who's the only team to end the decade with a 500 overall record?
0: I, I I feel like it's the Broncos, man. I just feel like the Broncos were always like in between six and ten, and ten and six. I mean, it's going to be a hell of a question for us to know, but I, I still like your Broncos gut. I, I I don't have any. And Tim Tebow came after that, Jabu. Broncos QB through the 2000s was like Jake Plummer, Brian Greasy in, in the early years. Um, you want to lock it in? Kyle Orton, Jay Cutler for a few years. Sounds like 500 football. Sounds like 500 football. Let's go. Uh, Yeah, let's go with the um, Denver Broncos. Final A to Z.
1: All right.
2: Last question. How many ties were there during the 2000s? One, three, zero, or two?
0: I'm going to say three. Because that was. Remember, remember Donovan. two. Don McNabb went basically the entire decade without knowing you could tie a game because then he did when he was with Washington because they changed it from 15-minute overtimes down to 10. I'm going to say three. And I'm with Cam. I am not feeling good about this week. There's a (laughs) lot of really tough ones.
2: I want to say two. I think it's two.
0: All right. Then you can go with two. You can lock it in if you feel that way. That's fine. I mean, I don't have a reason why I pick three other than a gut, but that's it.
2: I'm going to go two, and I'm going to okay. lock it in. Final yeah, A to you. Z, two. So
0: is that it? Are we done? That's it. Submit those answers.
2: <laughs> answers submitted. Right. Who's the first overall pick of the 2009 draft? We said okay. Matthew Stafford. Yeah. It is Matthew Stafford. Ding. The historic championship season, the New England's unbeatable Patriots was pre-sold by the Boston Globe. 2-0. and oh. Who had the most touchdowns in the 20, 2006 NFL season? We said Ladanian Tomlinson. The answer is Ladanian Tomlinson. 3-0. Who was the 2004 NFL Comeback Player of the Year? We said Chad Pennington in that Miami game. In that Miami season. But we Sabanized ourselves because the correct answer is Drew Brees. 3-1. and In 2003 regular season, which team conceded the second lowest amount of points we said tom brady's new england patriots the problem is the new england patriots conceded the lowest amount of points the question was second lowest and that went to the dallas cowboys three and two in the 2000 nfl season Darren Bennett punted an average of 46.2 yards. Which team did he play for? We said the San Diego Chargers. The correct answer is the San Diego Chargers.
0: Four and two. Next up. (laughs) Yeah, it's about to get rough.
2: Who's the only team to end the decade with a 500 overall record? We said the Denver Broncos. Man, 80 and 80 during the 2000s went to the New York Jets. Mm. Interesting. It makes sense. But who was the highest team or highest scoring team of the 2000s? We said the Colts. 427 points per season for the decade. Indianapolis Colts.
0: All right, so we're 5 and 3.
2: Who gave up the least amount of points during the 2000s? We really This team this gave up an average of 272 points per season. So that's a good discrepancy. Our answer was the Baltimore Ravens. The correct answer was the Ray Lewis led Baltimore Ravens
0: six and three. This is it. It comes down to the last question for us to remain at seven and three. I don't even remember which one this is tie. Ah, the ties. Damn it. This is
2: on you. Yeah, this is on me. Did we miss it? How many ties were there during the two thousands? We said two. I said two. Zach said two. Yeah, I said two. I did remember this one Cincinnati and Philadelphia. I remembered that game. The other one was Atlanta and Pittsburgh. I actually remember that game. It was in Pittsburgh.
0: The correct answer is two. Hey! <laughs> Seven and three. Well, uh,
1: look, it's better than t- six
2: and four. <laughs>
0: Yeah, these are tougher questions too. I like them, but they're real I mean, I I really, really appreciate the effort that we put in to get to seven and three today. That was a big deal. So it's five weeks in a row of being seven and three. Bravo chat, bravo, Zach, for the tiebreaker <laughs> question in that one. And uh the big deal, guys. I like that a lot. Good finish, Jarrell. You're right. Big time stuff. So seven, three, five straight weeks. We got, we're halfway there. Now we just got to go eight and two the rest of the way. That's all we We got. got,
2: We got a shift.
0: Exactly. All right, guys. Great show today here on this Tuesday. Big Orange podcast is out today with Zach Reagan and Charlie Burris. They've got former Vol and radio host Ramon Foster on today as the Vols are in the bye week. That's a great conversation to catch up. Uh, Buck rising back tonight with A to Z Sports primetime at eight o'clock. More podcast conversation is out uh, throughout the week as well. A to Z sports podcast network. And so have a great rest of your Tuesday and we'll check in with you guys tomorrow morning. Appreciate it.
2: Adios.